Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and give Adrian a, a round of applause for DJing. Ow. Thank you so much to everyone that uh, made it out tonight. Um, this is the Easy Does It podcast. My name is Evan Duvall. This is my good friend, Niz. What's up, guys? We're both uh, super excited to be here. Um, there's a lot of work on on both of our ends to get to this point. And, uh, but tonight is about celebrating Niz and, um, getting into her story of how she became the artist, um, that, you know, we're celebrating today. Um, she caught my eye. Um, her work was very noticeable. And, uh, if y'all got a chance to check out the van, um, that's how we met was through a mutual friend and she was doing some some work for them. Um, and I also needed some work on the van and, and I couldn't be happier with, you know, exploring her craft in that way. Um, so Niz, this is, this is your opportunity. This is your night. And, uh, I want to thank you for joining me and taking me up on this offer, um, because you didn't have to, and, and I'm excited that we're going to share this space. Thank Thank you you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think there's there's a lot that's changed um, about art, street art, and the the mural culture here. And the more I explore this world and and meet people like Niz or Louise with Something Cool Studios that's hosting us tonight, um, it's a world that just fascinates me, right? And and there there's so much to be said for these artists that take to these walls and express themselves because I think everyone that's here um, appreciates that about our cities, right? And um, I think it's something that needs to be spoken about more and appreciated more. And um, I really just want to get into, you know, what's changed, um, basically how you got into art yourself, um, how that path has unfolded and kind of what you see the trajectory for art being here in Austin, because I think that we all want to be involved and want to figure out what our role in helping y'all do that is. So uh, let's start. Let's, from the beginning, you know, where are you from? Um, from Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru. <laughs> I haven't been. I would like to. Um, but how did you get started as an artist? And- uh, so I've always liked to draw and I've always liked to color. Uh, and my mom was a classically trained artist. So I, I asked her at a young age to teach me how to draw and how to see color. Um, and then uh, I, uh, I was involved in like skateboarding uh, and urban culture. And so like 
graffiti wise, like spray can wise. Yeah. Um, I started painting skateboards and grip tape. Um, and then that slowly sort of like evolved and I started painting walls. Um, and the people that I would paint, I would paint small, yeah. really small. Um, but everyone I painted with painted so big. And so my pieces like had to get bigger and bigger. It's a hang. And, yeah. Uh, and that evolved into mural work. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you started like really deciding that you were going to apply yourself to art and you know that you stood out in a sense? Like 25. 25. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And, um, you know, we talked a bit about, you know, at first, I think it's an interesting perspective to touch on is a lot of people have artistic pursuits, um, but it's such a step um, trusting yourself to apply yourself fully and really take that leap of faith and trust that you can make a career out of art, right? right? And pay the bills and, and that people are going to see what you see and feel what you feel. And um, initially, that's such a, a tough step to take. Um, yeah. So, you know, what, what was that like for you, you know, as far as wait, making that choice of, okay, I'm going to go full time? Um, well, it was kind of like a process, you know. Um, so uh, I went through like a pretty rough addiction. Mm. Um, and then after that, uh, when I was kind of like recovering, I had a chance to sort of give anything I wanted to do in life a shot. You know what yeah. I mean? I really had nothing to lose by trying to do something like that. And right. so when I moved to Austin, I did it with the intention uh, of doing that, you know, like of just trying to do it um, however I could. And uh, I worked as a waitress and a bartender for a while. Um, just a, the type of job that wouldn't interfere at all with art you know, right. that I could take off or whatever. And so I did that for a long time. Um, and at the time, street art wasn't that popular and mm -hmm. graffiti wasn't that popular. Right. You know, like we were still kind of like hood rat, you know, yeah. like people that did like vandalism, vandalism and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not something that, that aspect of art, I never really thought would take me anywhere. You know, I thought maybe painting, you know, like I would do kind of classical paintings on skateboards and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, it started becoming more popular, um, and through the skate scene, I started sort of selling art, uh, and that kind of evolved, um, to where I started making a decent amount of money off of it. Um, but, you know, I think like a lot of people that are going to go into a career like that, uh, or just make a completely new move in life. Uh, it's scary to make the final leap, you know? Mm. And so I was kind of stuck like with training wheels uh, in the day job world, right. really, you know, like kind of worried. Um, it was a lifeboat in a sense, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 like a just in case. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I finally just took the leap of faith. Uh, after I, after I kind of stood back and sort of looked at what, that that day job thing was doing for me and whether it was really doing what I thought it was doing for me. Uh, and I realized that it wouldn't take much in the art world to substitute that. Right. Um, you know, like, and then I finally took the leap of faith and, and just started doing that full time. Yeah. I think a, a lot of people can relate to that in certain ways, whether it's looking for that, that new job or, or pursuing their crafts. Um, we all have things that, 
we're comfortable doing or, or pay the bills or we have responsibilities that, you know, we, we want to uphold. Uh, we feel like we owe our time to others. There's all these things that influence the decisions that we make. Um, but I will say that the impression I get of artists and people that take that leap of faith is they really start living on a, another plane, you know, and, and really feeling, you know, what their expansion is. They own it, yeah. you know, in a sense. Um, you're in control of your world, and, and it says a lot about you um, to take that leap, you know, just from, from you know, doing street art and, and then now, you know, the muralist and artist that you are. Um, and just recently to see your expansion and growth has been incredible. And I, I feel like it, it must be incredibly reassuring that you made the right choice. And, oh, you know, yeah. what, what does that give you, you know, on a daily level? It's, it's got to be I think, a sense I think of freedom. It's like, like any big decision like that, that's life changing. Mm -hmm. Like you can't imagine having done anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Uh, a few times myself and just when I think I'm sure of it uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I've been wrong right but that's the that's the game we play that's the dance um I think you know like you said um dealing with addiction um going into your art and immersing your craft was that some sort of escape where you felt some comfort um how how was that how did that story unfold I, I feel like uh I feel like that helped me define my purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it steered me in the direction of everything that was towards that. Right. You know what I mean? And so any addiction or any kind of other distractions mm -hmm. or anything else uh, takes a backseat to that purpose. You sure. Know? Yeah. yeah. It's displacement of energy as well. Like yeah. if you're putting your energy into something, it could be anything. It could be good for you. It could be bad for you. Obviously, there's things that are, are worse for us than others. Um and as a fitness coach, I see people that are addicted to fitness or yoga, all these things where at first glance, you would think that it's a good thing for a person. But there's people that build, you know, amazing careers for themselves just because they're workaholics. Right. We all know right. one. Um, so I think that, you know, ultimately pursuing a craft the way you have, I get the impression that you gave yourself a sense of freedom and reassurance yeah 100 percent. that's awesome yeah yeah i think uh there's a lot we can take away from that you know and and i think the progression um that i've i've had this conversation with louise and and a couple other artists was really interesting to me because my appreciation for art here in austin started as a kid uh with graffiti Right. And I knew it was clear that these guys were going out or girls, they were going out, they're breaking the law to throw up their art and expressing themselves. And I thought that was awesome. Right. Um, I even gave it a go uh, a few times and almost got caught up. Uh, but I'm fast. Uh, I know a couple others in the crowd, you know, that have, have dabbled in art themselves. And it's just something that once you gain awareness that it's going on and people are risking, um, you know, their freedom or, or large sums of money, uh, at the very least to express themselves. I think there's something incredibly, um, inspiring in that and just kind of raw and rugged and, and, and badass in a sense. And, uh, you know, from the second I met you, um, your stature wasn't necessarily intimidating. 
um, <laughs> if it came down to it. Uh, but there was no um, there was no sense that you weren't an incredibly strong woman um, with a strong presence um, and very respectable. And I think it's awesome that you've come as far as you have from that street side, you know, like yeah. you're a tough chick. There's yeah, no, sure. there's no lying. It's not an easy world. I've, I've talked to, you know, Jason Etherly and all these dudes that like run-ins with gangs or tags or territory. It's not a soft, like, you know, pastel world. It's, it's really not. It's, it's the streets, yeah. you know? So how was that for you? I mean, what was the scene like in Peru? And then, because that, that's where it started, right? You're talking about? No, okay. actually, uh, it started in Florida. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, where? Yeah. Where like the street, the street art kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. So that was when you were so, like 25. Yeah, so I went to rehab there. And okay. so then I got out of rehab and I started doing like, I got to do something. <laughs> yeah, I got to break the law somehow. We all get that itch. Yeah, it was, I think it was the perfect way to incorporate my shadow. Yeah. You know, like in a healthy way. Very necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever have any uh, run-ins the law and with your art or anything? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful. Looking back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's wild to me that uh, painting on a wall is is they're as strict as they are, you know. But again, like we talk about, like the purpose of this studio and uh, the integration of art for uh, a city while it's, um, it's background is kind of, you know, rough and rugged around the edges and it's, it's given people that opportunity. And if you, if you haven't listened back on episode two, I did with Louise, where he was talking about, you know, the acquisition of these walls and working with real estate developers and the city in a sense to paint walls. Uh, it blows my mind that we've come from that, you know, the city I knew where most of the graffiti, most of the art was illegal. Yeah, now, yeah, to where there's there's marketing and advertising and real estate development and um it's trendy. Yeah, it's trendy yeah. and that's provided artists a lot of opportunities. Um but those those opportunities aren't necessarily um giving the artist freedom for complete expression. Oh yeah. yeah so for sure. there's a lot of of strategy and um you know, big words that uh, that go into the tactics that real estate developers are are using now to, to draw people into their buildings, um, and I think that's you know the fight that Louise is is really uh, taken to. Um, that you know that's why I'm incredibly proud that a lot of y'all are here tonight. Is just general awareness. Like there's a certain etiquette around art, um, especially in the streets. That's really important for people that appreciate it to be aware of, right? You know, we go out, we see cool art, we enjoy it, we snap pictures of it, we post it, we write stories about it. A lot of the time, these artists are left out. There's nobody going, hey, or doing the, the back work or looking up their names or trying to figure out who did it. They're just like, oh, that's, that's cool. I appreciate that. We need to start having that conversation and letting people know that these artists deserve the credit. They deserve to be showcased and appreciated um, because there is a lot of time. Um, there's a lot of, of you know, um, 
dedication to doing a big wall. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think, what what has that experience been for you? Like what part? Was that getting credit or? Yeah, I mean, just one, going to big walls, yeah. you know, um, I'm sure that was new at first, like kind of a trailblazer in that sense. I know you're the first woman muralist here in Austin or like, one, uh, one of the no, first? No, uh, like as far as street artists. Yeah, street artists. Uh, yeah. Like one of the first, but yeah. not definitely not the first, second, or third. For sure. Yeah. yeah. One of the top. One of the, one of the best. Longest. But most no long, doubt. Yeah, like, like yeah. been around the longest. It how many how many murals different. do you have in Austin now? I know it's like 150. Like 35. Oh, 35? 35. Public. Oh, th- public, public murals. murals yeah. yeah, and then I'm not sure like in people's houses and stuff like that. Yeah. It's more than that for sure. Yeah. and But 35 like central that's awesome yeah i notice it all the time now that like i recognized her work at a friend's of ours house and then i got it in my van and as soon as i had it up i saw her work everywhere now every street i turned down i go oh you know that's that's news she did my van uh that's that's my claim to fame because i don't i don't have it but i know you <laughs> uh, but um yeah i think all the different styles you do you'll notice that she does a lot of the the blue streaks, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's something uh, incredibly um, that takes your attention in and draws you in. Uh, how many of y'all have, have passed by on the Mar near Whole Foods with those that huge project that went down? Yeah, Niz did that. Uh, there's a huge mural out there, and I'd pass by. You'd be on the ladder, and I'd always be honking. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I can tell you every time I drive down the Mar. I hang my hat out out the window and it just gives me life, you know? And, um, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's so me. awesome to hear. Um, but you know, that was a team effort. It was a collaborative effort and the city was behind that. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's incredible, um, that we're at that point. Yeah, for sure. So, um, what do you, what do you think's next for you? You know, is it just, um, just taking it as it comes kind of flowing with it? What, what's that state like? I mean, a little bit as far as like painting technique wise, I'm kind of experimenting with different techniques and and being flowy and being uh, improv Mm -hmm. with it. Um, But as far as uh, like my mentality and trajectory as an artist, um, I'm sort of uh, changing my narrative about uh, about how I go about the whole thing. Right. So I think there's just been this narrative about artists, you know, like the starving artist or mm-hmm. the tortured artist or like the emotional artist or the you, like you have to hustle all the time. You know, like artists. I know it well. Um and and that's the narrative, you know, like right. we're like uh, if you're super slammed busy, then you must be doing well. Mm. Kind of a thing and uh and I love being busy, but as much as I love being busy, uh like that's not my dream state. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To just be constantly just doing that all the time. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Yeah. In a sense. And to have that awareness. Um yeah, I think what we touched on, you know, earlier um was growth doesn't necessarily translate to real engaged support. Um so I think that, you know, in this modern era we have uh with social media and our reach and it's only getting more so um we have a tendency to define you know artists or people um by followers and likes and i'm incredibly happy that this piece behind me is here tonight 
um, I, I think it's perfect because that's, that's really what I want to get into, you know? And um, it's just this, this narrative that, you know, we can be defined by our platforms or that, you know, what we want everybody to see um, necessarily aligns with reality. Um, right. And uh, we've both done it. We spoke on it earlier where, you know, it's, it's really possible to support your income um, with like, like 10 people, like 10 loyal people. If you're a coach, if you're an artist, um, you know, where they're, they're um, buying your paintings or whatever, like that could pay the bills. You know, this thousands or millions of followers isn't necessary for you to be successful. Like what we really need to develop is uh, a supportive community. Um, People that are going to show up um, like y'all, you know, those people that will take that step. There are so many people in this world that are incapable of taking action, um, especially when it it comes to. you know, stepping out and putting themselves out there or going somewhere new or, you know, how many of y'all have been here before? Louise, raise your hand. (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible that y'all, y'all took that chance. You, you identified that there's something good or something that you aligned with. Um, and I'm incredibly honored that, that y'all took that chance. Right. And um, this is going to extend outward, right? You're, you're going, I mean, I, I hope most of y'all will follow Niz or, or support her art or notice her art and speak about it and speak on to, you know, what you experience here tonight. But we can do this in so many different ways, right? There are so many different people with incredible stories. Um, and Niz is just one and an amazing one that, that brought us here together, right? And that is special. That's what we're here for, right? So keep listening to that. Keep stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, keep trying new things. Um, because this year, I think we're taking a lot less for granted in that path, right? In those decisions. We realize that time um, is going to pass no matter what. That's inevitable, right? So if we can use it to our benefit, if we can step out of our comfort zone, um, then we're going to benefit through the individuals we meet, through the stories we hear, the ins- inspiration that we acquire. And, and um, I think that's incredibly special. So thank you for thank you. doing that and listening to that intuition and, and going down that path. Um, so we'll see, you know, what's next. Um, I'm excited to, to watch your story unfold. Um, you know, I think something that I would like to touch on is like your single mother, you know, and, and to be a full-time artist and, and raise her in a household, you know, where you have, um, you, you give her the freedom to express herself and you don't necessarily dictate, um, that she will be an artist herself. Yeah. Um, but you leave the tools out there just in case, right? Yeah, for sure. So can we touch on that? Like how did, how did you develop that? the parenting technique was that kind of what your mother did for you uh um i just i feel like it's important to let anybody be themselves you Mm. know what i mean like if you if you're able to yeah so uh like as far as raising a kid you know it's extra important i feel like to listen to what their interests are 
yeah or art or you know like what what they find joy in doing you know like having made that my life purpose you know like part of my life purpose uh it makes sense to give that to someone else too you know just to let them be for sure yeah i think we can apply that to um raising children we can apply that to um being a good friend Mm -hmm. or a family member um there we we have to leave room uh, for each other to express ourselves right if if we're always interacting on a certain level where we're just acting on instincts of like what you think I want you to act like around me right. or what I think I should act like around you because we all want to be liked on sub subconscious level. You can say you don't, but um, at the end of the day, probably going to eat at you if you're just kind of missing people. Right. But I think, I th- I think there's a different presence um, in the way we live where we leave enough room um, for people to express themselves and, and just be themselves um, where we can both benefit from that, right? We're yeah. both learning. Uh, we're both observing all the time. And we don't need to put up this kind of fictitious front that everything is cool, um, everything is great, that you're not pinched for money, that you're not stressed because your boss is micromanaging you, uh, or whatever's going on in your life, right, that's eating at you. Like, like open the shades. Like, let people in. Let people start to see you. Like, it's not that bad, right? And yeah. people will actually think higher of you um, in your ability to do that because I think that is true strength right? For us to be vulnerable, um, for us to show each other what we're working on, you know, um, I might not do that with a paintbrush. I might do that with other things. Or I might, I might start, you know, that might be another uh, rabbit hole of vulnerability. I might go down. I don't think so. (laughs) Um, But I I think that, that says a lot about you. And, and uh, I think we can all I'll take a bit of value from that. And, um, if, if you have kids and giving them the room to uh, form their own identity mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily acting like we know what's best for each other, which is really tough to do with yeah. kids, I imagine, you know, because we know all. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, I think Austin, Texas, for me, um, the moving forward, you know, what this mission is about, and I'm going to continue to reiterate it, is, you know, we're really trying to establish a strong narrative um, on this platform of what we want in the future here in Austin, Texas, right? So this growth is inevitable, um, and people are coming in, these, you know, in real estate or opening up business, and, and like you said, like murals and art is trendy. Um, but we don't want to lose touch with the real side of it. Like, I mean, you got your craft through shadow work. Like I want to feel that, Yeah. you know? Um, And I'll say it again. I don't want the city to turn into all Rose and hashtags, you know, like we need that. Austin, Texas has always been that place where people could go and express themselves, um, keep it a little weird. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that about the art scene and the music scene and the way that 
all of these businesses that are coming in um, hopefully start to support that if we have a strong presence in this community. And this is going to take every single one of us, right? You may be an artist yourself um, or you may not be, um, but it's really important that we all you know, use our voices and use our own independent stories or at least share the stories of those around us that have caught our attention. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm game to talk on, on creating different spaces, um, showcasing different individuals. Uh, but now is not the time to lose touch with that because we need to be strong. Like I'm, I'm all for the growth. I think a lot of people are moving here with a very, optimistic present optimistic presence um you know they're they're creating opportunities or establishing businesses for their families um, that they necessarily couldn't have in california uh so you know as that growth increases here and as these people come um be the texan that we all are or, uh, aspire to be for those of you honorary texans um, I'm going to get some actual certificates soon. I think I'll start handing those out. Uh, but I think that, you know, if we, if we continue to tell that story and, uh, we're going to see a, a very beautiful, um, tr continual transformation of this city, um, and a strong trajectory of self-expression and community and culture. And, uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's nights like these where we're just having simple conversations. We're just sharing space. It may only be for a couple hours, um, but we'll feel a little better tomorrow. There's a little more hope for us tomorrow, I hope, right? That this gives you something, right? You're out. You're living your lives. You're meeting new people. Um, if you haven't had a conversation with a stranger tonight, I challenge you to do so um, because we... It's not always easy to have a conversation, right? No. Especially in front of others. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's so essential that we do so, you know, because the value speaks for itself. Um, everybody's going to use their own perspective, their own stories to take bits and pieces from this and, and move into tomorrow um, with, you know, a continuation of their storyline. But you've, you've made an impact tonight. and. Um, I, I think uh, I would like to just open it up. I want to say thank you um, to everyone that came out tonight. The purpose of these podcasts and these events is really I'm trying to take to these platforms. I'm taking to social media, um, not necessarily because I love it, um, because I think that it's very necessary that we go there to access one one another. Because like it or not, it's where a lot of our attention is for some part of the day, right? But if we can reach each other there and we can bring each other here or interacting face-to-face, eye-to-eye, um, that's where life is meant to be lived, right? So continue to do that. Like, get some pictures tonight and tell your friends that, you know, this is, you know, why you came out here tonight and you were nervous when you walked in. And tell that story, right? Because somebody's going to see themselves in your shoes. There's value to being vulnerable in that sense and being real because people appreciate what's real. This is going to look a certain way, but people that are real and they're here 
right now, those are the motherfuckers that I want to interact with. Right? Yeah. That's y'all. So mix it up, y'all. Meet each other. Have some conversations. <laughs> get some numbers. I got Sharpies. You can write them on your arm. Oh, uh, I guess there's technology now. Um, but I want to direct y'all um, to Daniel Duran. Uh, he's back there. He's selling some prints. Kindness is revolutionary. I got the piece hung up in the van. He wanted to come out. Um, we're also, the pieces are for sale inside if you need some big art um, for your place. Support Niz and these other artists that have dedicated themselves to their crafts. And, you know, it's something about, for me, you know, uh, collecting these pieces one by one, each friends of mine um, that inspires me. Um, and one day I'm going to look at my walls and not only know that my friend made that, right. But another, there's something about getting something like here tonight was you'll remember this day. Um, you'll remember the people you met, remember the space that you shared and you know, this art, it really tells a story. And so start to ask questions, right? Don't just observe art. Don't just take pictures of it. Try to find out who did it. Maybe you reach out to them on social media. Maybe you ask them to do a podcast with you. Have that conversation. Try to understand their story because there is one. Yeah, there, so is a, there is a reason that y'all are doing what y'all are doing, right? So, yeah. But I think it's super valuable to have conversations like this, uh, yeah. you know, like so that people ha like have more context and I think so. Uh, yeah, I think it, it gives it more meaning for sure. And that's that's the etiquette part, right? Like people don't necessarily maybe consciously know that they're making a mistake by, not mistake, but, you know, not giving the credit where credit's due for right. these massive walls that go up or things that we enjoy. But, I mean, just start to try to, try to see everything that way. You know, try. Like we can all the time. Um, but. If you're, if you're at a restaurant and you're trying to new food, like there's a story behind it. You know, if you're, if you're at a new establishment or there's a grand opening, there's a story behind it. Right? If you discover a new page or a platform or a podcast, there's a story behind it. Ask questions, reach out to people. We have that ability now. You can send me a DM anytime, any day of the week. Let me know what's going on in your mind. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what kind of businesses you want to start. Let me know if you want to paint a big wall and I'll get you in touch with people like Louise. You know, like these are things that we can make happen. We can help each other. We all know people. Austin is a little big city. I run into most of y'all at places most days, you know, which I wouldn't think. I've lived a lot of places, but here it just seems to happen. We all frequent the same coffee shops. Uh, so. Um, so thank you for coming out. Shout out to Cosmic. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Cosmic Coffee. Show me some love. I'm trying to get one of these over there. Sponsor um, me. Yeah, sponsor me. Um, free Nitro. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to thank Louise for having us out tonight. Um, thank you, Louise. Incredible artist. Yeah, his artwork is um, also displayed inside. And uh, stop by and and shake his hand or give him a fist bump, whatever. And, uh, and ask him, you know, what, what's on the trajectory, what's next. Um, I, I'm sure he has a wealth of knowledge of 
of what's next in the scene. I'm going to keep bugging them because I want to, I want to be in the know. Um, so thank you, uh, twisted X and, uh, five, one, two tequila. We got John over there serving them up, dishing them out, quenching thirst. And, uh, thank you to every single one of you. You are all beautiful people and you are appreciated. Much love. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Niz. Out. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.